Welcome to Conversations Over Beer. Welcome to another episode of Conversations Over Beer. This is Ida. And this is Kay. And welcome to this podcast. Yes? No. Oh. (laughs) Oh. Well, welcome back to our podcast. And um, thanks for being patient with us. Uh, We didn't record last week. Been a little busy. We've been a little busy and the lights are out yeah so if you're in connecticut we feel your pain lights out for you know a couple of days now don't know how long it's going to be out but uh if your lights out please be patient stay cool as best as you can right try to social distance as best as you can with no lights okay um, so this week we actually wanted to talk about boundaries and what do boundaries really look like within like friendships, relationships, family members, peers, you name it, boundaries. Hey. Did you come up with the uh, title for this one? We'll think about it. Oh, okay. As we get right around, as we get to it. Um, so... I wanted to talk about boundaries because I think that, like, as we're all coming of age as young adults, we're realizing that, like, oh, hey, some of us didn't learn how to put boundaries in our life. And we were really never, some of us weren't really taught how to put up boundaries. And I think that that is very prevalent as I'm maturing and as I'm going through and maneuvering through life how I have to put boundaries even in workspaces so I thought that you know we're always talking about boundaries so I thought it would be a great topic to discuss about on our podcast so like let's get started hey oh spotlight on me yes Ida it's all you um boundaries and relationships um people tend to make it seem as if you're not allowed to say no and if you just want your own space as if it's an issue or a problem so sometimes you might find yourself just allowing certain things to happen but you no longer are comfortable with these actions that people are doing Sometimes you're just so immune to it for so long that you just let it happen. Or it could be the way you were raised because certain things are just ingrained in you that these are you have to accept how people treat you. And you absolutely don't have to. Right. I think that like when it comes to boundaries and relationships, I think that partially like when you have never known that you could have boundaries and that you could say no to certain things I think that it comes from the fact of like when you're in a honeymoon stage for example there's sometimes little red flags that pop in and out here and there during the honeymoon stage that you don't realize could be something that is going to bug you later on down the line so it's just like it's hard to say that you don't like something when you were never taught to say not to that you don't like it you were always taught to just like you know keep your opinion to yourself or 
you just never knew that that was something that you could actually vocalize about. I think that that even comes with like friendships as well, you know? I think that double dips in a way. Cause it's just like, even with friends, you know, you could have a friend that talks way too much about their personal problems, but doesn't allow you as their friend to talk about your problems. So it's just like they're continuously venting about their situation. And then when it's time for you to vent about something, it's like, they're not really there to listen to you. Um, and also it's just like, you're kind of trying to ask them for permission. I think that's another thing too, like asking for permission to vent, you know, like, can I vent to you? Is there something I could talk to you about or what have you and have that your friend or your partner not feel like, you know, you're not trying to listen to them or that you're trying to attack them. I think it's all about how you approach people and how you approach your partners that makes it comfortable enough for y'all to have that conversation. Absolutely, because people will, um, you know, sometimes you may have people that just like to call and constantly vent, and there's no space to even talk about yourself or just like a minute to say, hey, I'm having a bad day too. Um, Some people are very self-absorbed. They only think about themselves and their problems are more, are worse, should I say, than your own. And if you try to explain to them, like, you're not the only one that's going with this, there's other things going on, they just get all upset. And we have to, stop using our friends as our therapist. Now, there is a difference from being able to vent, but there's also a difference of being obsessive of always just talking about yourself. That is what we have therapists for, and we should be using them. Now, financially, it may be expensive for some people. I understand that. But you can't keep thinking that it's okay to exhaust your friends mentally on issues that you are dealing with and then be upset if your peers do not want to talk about your problems anymore right i think that like when it comes to friendships i've told you many times even like between us like from the beginning we were both pretty much like you know, can I vent? Can I talk to you? Can I tell you something that's making me feel a specific way? I feel like we're constantly now in a better space where we could say, I want to talk about my feelings. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that is such a good place to be at with your partner. And even with your friends, I feel like just being able to say like, hey, can I talk to you about something that is bugging me? Like, are you open and ready to take what I'm about to tell you? Absolutely. You know, having that fluid conversation and that fluid communication with the person to just be like, are you ready to take my energy? Because that's really what that is. Yeah, because you may be ready to talk about your issues, your problem, or what's bothering you, or what is the issue at hand but we also have to understand that some people aren't mentally ready to intake that information 
you don't know what people are going to going through. And with me personally, a lot of people, they just think because I don't talk about a lot of things or I'm just very blank when it comes to certain things that I don't feel. And it's like, yes, I do feel. Yes, I am having a bad day. And yes, I don't want to hear what you have to say. I do want to have a day where I don't have somebody complaining about something every five minutes of the day. Um, And that's an issue with me personally. I have decided that certain people were very toxic energy and I had to eliminate certain people because they didn't respect my boundary of my sanity or of my peace. And it became very exhausting when you have people who constantly do not care about you. A friendship, to me, is a two-way street. Now, if it's a one-sided friendship, we have a problem here. And you can't always save people who don't want to save themselves. Yeah, and I think that that's the thing also, like, when it comes to, like, partners and family members and, like, friends, is that you don't want to see the people that you love and care about fail. So it's like, you know, you kind of stick around to be that support. And it's just like, that's the thing kind of leading to your point of like, you know, your friends and your family and your partners are not your therapist. What they really are is that they're your support system. In the end of the day, they're here to support you. They're here to be here for you. And like whatever decision you choose to make in the end of the day, they're there to help you. So to see sometimes your friends or your partners or family members always wanting to kind of like here I'm going to dump all of this information to you right now and you know it's all my personal information excuse me personal information but like you know here you go here it is and I think that that's like what kind of makes friendships very very one-sided and even like family relationships as well as partner relationships like they're very one they can turn very one-sided when it's just one party completely dumping a lot of information and you're trying to register all this information and at times you don't even realize that it's taking so much energy out of you because i myself have had like friends like that throughout like high school into my adulthood where like it just took so much energy just to be your friend right and I feel like no friendship should take so much energy I feel like friendship should be like I want you to be there during my good my bad and my in-betweens but you don't want people to just always invite you into their bad I realized that a lot of people they will call me more to talk about their worst case scenario but then they're on social media you know uh plastering all the good things in their life and it makes me wonder what how do you value me as a person as a friend if i'm if i'm a friend of yours if all you do is call me only when you're in a crisis you don't share good news with me if it's a promotion or if it's you know a rate um if you're on a vacation or whatever like you want to five dollars off a scratch ticket i never get involved in those parts of people's lives 
But if it's like something that they want to vent about all the time, I feel like that's why people call me mostly. Yeah, and it's just like, you know, you're not trying to even like be that person where like everything is just like you don't want your your friends or your family or partners not to talk to you, but it's just more of like I'm not ready to to receive all that or I'm just like more of the you know, I do want to hear your good stuff too. And for whatever reason you may think to yourself that it may be, right? Like you think to yourself, why can't I be a part of that too? Right. You know, I, I I feel like I naturally like to be like somebody's like hype man. Like I'm your hype man, mm-hmm. you know? And it's just like, I like to be a part of that. I like to hype people up in their good and, you know, to cheer them up in their bad. Like I'll hype you up even when you don't think you need to be hyped up about you know and then it kind of just also makes me think about myself it's just like if I could be people's personal cheerleaders I want to be my own cheerleader and even if that means that you know what I'm gonna hype myself up to cut off this relationship because it's not contributing to my growth anymore like I feel like I can't talk to you about my good stuff because you're in a crisis and I feel like it would be insensitive of me to tell you the good things that are happening to me right you know like and you don't want to be that person you don't want to be that guy where like your your friends or your family members are are down and here you go like well here's my good news you know just like totally ignore him it's not about ignoring people it's about actually just knowing like enough is enough and how much you want to tolerate and how much you don't because people will dish out a, 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 a whole plate of negative energy on you and then when you want to step away and you want your peace they get upset and it's not because I don't no longer want to talk to you I no longer want to engage in draining stuff you know a couple of days ago I did see someone post up about how they don't like when people just call them to constantly vent or complain like you know can we be cheerful and it's it's true like it, we're already going through this worst time of the pandemic last thing I need is any more negative energy on my plate you know I'm trying to stay clear of that and also too when it comes with like boundaries people like to do things that feels good for them if they want to stop talking to you or take a step away from you but then they want to come back into your life as if nothing happened where are these apologies where is it you're acknowledging your part in the what you did wrong we can't just you know use people when it's convenient to us and then just step away like nothing happened Right, and I think that that leads to, like, the other part of, like, learning how to apologize, right? When you know that, like, you were wrong in something, right? Like, being fully aware of what you have done and apologizing. Because if there's one thing that I don't like, I don't like people or, like, when my friends or family do this thing where they'll start talking to you now. Because, you know, they've forgiven you for whatever shenanigans that happened, right? And then, like, that's their, like, version of an apology. No, I want you to verbally tell me, right, that, you know, you're sorry 
for whatever situation that happened between us. And, or you should tell me you hurt my feelings, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I want an apology. And I will gladly give you an apology. I'm not stingy to give out apologies. You know, I'm not going to hold back from apologies. If you need an apology because I hurt your feelings and I didn't know I hurt your feelings, I need you to tell me that. You know, I need you to ver- to tell me verbally that I crossed a boundary, right, that you didn't feel comfortable with. And I feel like sometimes as like as you're getting older, you realize that like you know, certain friends and family members and partners will cross boundaries and never apologize. And it's just like, two things kind of come into mind. Did they know that they did that? And two, if they did know, why didn't they apologize? You know? Some people don't like to admit that they're wrong in certain stuff. They just like to do actions, but not apologize for things that they did wrong. So, some, so it's easier to just bypass a certain situation than acknowledging what you did wrong a lot of people can't accept to apologize they'll just come and just say whatever my personal thing is if you don't want to hear what people have to say stop telling people your business stop coming to advice to get advice from people if you don't want to hear what they have to say there's nothing worse than someone coming to me venting about something. If Now, there's two different things. If you don't want me to tell you um, my personal opinion, to cut me off and tell me I just want to vent and I don't want to hear nothing that you have to say. I just want to get this off my chest. Okay, fine. Say what you got to say. But don't have an open conversation where I'm allowed to give my personal opinion and then now... I'm being on, I'm the bad person because I'm giving you my personal opinion. I'm telling you what is right or wrong or how I see the situation playing out. Now, then you get upset. Now I have someone upset at me and then they want to disappear and never, and call you or text you like it's casual, but never come with an apology. Right. Never back up their story. Never even saying like something you did hurt me or bother me let's let's be if we're going to be friends if it's a really a a true friend you should be uh, able to and allowed to say hey i didn't like how you talked to me that day or i didn't like certain stuff so i had to take a little break okay take a break you everybody's allowed to take a break but it's not right when you're coming to people for opinion you can't take it want to walk away then come back when it's pleasing to you everything's not pleasing these are when we put now i'm putting about my boundaries up of not accepting you in my life not accepting you coming in and trying to walk into my life when it's convenient to you without a sincere apology right and it's just like it comes back to that point of like you know you're crossing a boundary I crossed your boundary and therefore like you didn't know that person didn't know how to react and therefore now you crossed my boundary and now I'm not ready to receive you right now like I'm not done processing what I needed to process and I feel like that's a lot of what happens when you're creating boundaries you're processing a lot of things all at once to be like "Mm, you know what I didn't like that like Mm -hmm. I didn't like that you know person a says something mean 
about person B in front of me. Right. And I'm not that type of person that likes that. I'm going to tell that person, person A, that, hey, like, maybe next time, if you have a problem with person B, you should tell person B instead of telling me, you know? I, I, I don't know. I'm just that type of direct person at times where, like, I need you to tell me how you're really feeling about things right in order for me to learn and to grow and to like respect you as an individual and then like you know let's get to like the family part of certain stuff where people are always telling you well that's your mom or that's your dad and it's just like let's also remember adults parents are still wrong in certain things that they do uh, your child should be able to express how they feel or how you made them feel. And then if you say you don't want to talk to your parent for whatever reasons, people are always throwing that, well, they're your parent card. Yes, they can be my parent, but I also think that my parent doesn't respect me. And we have to stop saying this, well, I'm your mother, I'm your father. Yes, you may be that, but where does the respect come into play? I think that that's also a good point that you brought up because it's just like, as we're adulting, right? As we're all aging, we're learning that our parents are human, right? That our parents also make mistakes and that our parents cross a lot of boundaries that sometimes they think that, you know, it doesn't belong there because they're your parents. Right. But it's just like, no, it, it, it is what you're saying like there is a level of respect that you owe me too as your child you know even though I'm an adult now there's a level of respect that you owe me because it's just like I owe you a level of respect and it's just like if I have a bad relationship with the parent I think the last thing that I need to hear from other family members is that that's your mom or that's your dad no I I understand they're my parent I never said they weren't. I think the thing that I'm saying in the end of the day is that I'm hurt and I'm allowed to feel hurt. A part of finding your boundaries is also saying I'm allowed to feel this. Right. I'm allowed to feel hurt. I'm allowed to feel as if I'm being disrespected or I'm allowed to feel sad because they said something that hurt me. Like I'm allowed. Like, I know for me, um, after my father, uh, well, before he passed away, everybody used to tell me that I had to go to his funeral or I had to acknowledge him as a person. And it's just like, at the time I was about 21, 22, this man was in and out of my life. I think the last time I seen him before that was, he, I probably was about 11, 11 or 12 fast forward to when um he was sick with cancer everybody just kept telling me he's your father he's your father he's your father he might have been a process of my birth but he wasn't a person that I had to really acknowledge because he was not active in my life so I don't like people telling you that as if it's your responsibility to be chasing after a parent who has lost all interest in you or has not been in your life and not even try to reach out. I don't remember birthday calls or 
or any uh, cards. I don't remember gifts coming. I don't even remember even when I did spend time with him that he even really cared. So now I'm forced to care about a person that never cared about me. And not even just that, this person is a complete stranger to me. I don't even know this man from a hole in a wall. And you want me to chase after someone that had already put his guards up towards me. We have to stop making kids think that it's their responsibility to, to chase after a deadbeat parent. It's now, if we want to look for our parent, let us do it on our own. But we should not be forcing children to chase after someone that has not been in their life. And that means even like, like, let's kind of also define children, right? I think we should also say like, this goes for any age range as young as however young and as old as, you know, a hundred, you know? I mean, I I feel like it crosses all levels of ages in the end of the day, right? Because for me, I mean, I was looking, I was chasing after him when I was young. Like the last time I gave up, like I said, I was probably 11 or 12. Then when you came back when I was already an, an adult, it's just like, I already did my chasing. I'm not chasing no more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that I have that almost a similar relationship like that um, with my own father. And then it's just like, you know, you kind of get tired of the ca- It's like you're playing a cat and mouse game. You know, it's just like, I'm going to chase you now. And then uh, he'll chase me now. And it's just like, no, I think I'm I'm good. You know, there comes a point in time where you're like, I'm good right now. And I, I feel like you'll come to me when you're ready to talk to me. Because I feel like you're the parent. And you should kind of know what things you would like to address with me. Absolutely. You know? Um, and also, like, building a communication line with your family too right we're like not for nothing i personally feel like the phone works both ways in the sense of like oh i'll call you you call me you know if something's wrong i will call you if something's good i will call you but i also don't like how like sometimes parents depend way too much on their kids to call them how especially when you're repairing a relationship absolutely because it's just like when you're repairing a relationship it's just like i'm again coming back to it i'm putting up boundaries with you and if you don't know how to do something vocalize that as well because it could come to the i want to respect your time too are you at work are you busy or whatever and sometimes a quick are you busy text goes a long way we don't have to wait for people to reach out and be like oh i haven't heard from you in x amount of time i haven't heard from you either right and it's like you know not every parent uh is, or guardian is like you know tech savvy they don't know how to text or whatever so sometimes they just could be like leave me a voicemail yeah leave me a voicemail and tell me hey like i was thinking about you so therefore when you're ready to call me call me because i was thinking about you something as simple like that i feel like goes a long way and it also not just shows me that you care it shows me that like you know you took the time out of your day just to call me and tell me i was thinking about you Mm -hmm. you know like i got my grandmother into saying like oh i love you 
because she never really used to say that because I just used to like hang up the phone I'll be like okay I'll, I'll talk to you tomorrow or whenever I love you and then that's how she picked that up to the point that like when I called her yesterday she just said it naturally before I hung up mm-hmm. you know so it's like sometimes it's those little wins that like you don't think that your parents are picking up on or your grandparents are picking up on that they that they do and in turn they they do it back so it's just like you know replacing a negative with a positive and then making that positive a habit yeah you know so i think that like even like with my friend i have one of my friends um in connecticut like when i used to call her i used to be like i'm sorry can i vent to you like just just silence everything real quick can i just vent for like 10 minutes and then I would go off and then she'll be like, can I vent for 10 minutes now? And I'll be like, yeah, go for it. And then we'll go up like about that. You know, we'll just ask for permission. That's a good positive habit to, to start doing. And you can't be upset either if people say, no, I don't want to hear you vent. Not as if it's anything personal, but no, because that person might be having a bad day. They might have got um bad news or whatever the case may be so you have to understand that some people may not mentally be ready for you to dish out all that on them right and i think that also like when i've said no i've always been like no because i'm 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 gonna have to like i'm doing something real quick and i'm not gonna fully be able to pay attention to you so that's why i would say no and and that and it's okay it's completely okay. So we're talking about boundaries with partners and family members and friends. We're talking about, you know, learning how to say you're sorry when you need to say sorry. You're talking about rebuilding relationships. Um, We're talking about replacing negative habits with positive habits to build those relationships. I think that, you know, as I've gotten older, I've realized that I've had a lot of negative habits because those are the habits that I was taught. That's what I knew, that's what I saw. When they say like, you are a product of your environment they're not kidding okay like those books that you read in college or that you picked up just randomly just to read they're not kidding you are a product of your environment emotionally physically and mentally at times so it's just like you know how do you replace negative habits with something good earlier i said you know i started telling my grandmother i love you at the end of a call she never used to tell me I love you at the end of a call and now she does I think that little things like that are positive wins as I said and you know even doing something like that with your friends like just initiating the can I vent to you or I've even done with you in the beginning like mental health check like how are you really doing right you know like how are you really right now and you know we've gotten to a point in our relationship where we're just like 
you know what, I'm, I'm doing well. Or, you know, you like to say, what do you need and what can I do better? Because sometimes you find yourself being just kind of self-absorbed in, in, in yourself because you might be going through a crisis or whatever. So sometimes it's not anything personal. You're just not really thinking for the other person. You're only thinking about yourself. But there are times when you do have to take a step back and check in. A simple check-in, it goes a long way because you never know what people are thinking and you never know what they're really going through. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, around the, uh, this time, it is a lot that people are going through. But I know for my personal self, because I wasn't really able to talk to people and I wasn't really able to vent to people, I just went ahead and got myself a therapist. And I get to talk about a lot of my things. And I've even expressed to my friends as well that I feel like it's it's not really an ideal situation that I can't rely on my friends to like really talk to them. And I had to go get a therapist. Not that the, it was a bad thing. I'll never say that. But the fact that I could never really express how I felt to a lot of my friends, it was really annoying. Right. I think for myself, like, the reason why I wanted a therapist was, like, not only was I depressed and had anxiety, but I also had, like, you know, moments where... I just felt like I kept on having like a lot of flashbacks about like how I grew up and like a lot of flashbacks about uh, about like what I have done. And I've always been that type of person that's been very, very hard on myself on everything. You know, I've always felt like in relationships, I can't really open up about, you know, what I need and how I need it, you know? So it's just like, I'm beginning to learn how to vocalize what I need and how I need it to the, or, and then there's times where like, there've been times where like, I've been so angry about stuff. Right. And take this week, actually, I was so angry about a certain situation that had happened with an organization that I'm working with. And I just said, you know what, I'm just going to go out for a run and I'll be right back. Like, and I had vented to Ida about it temporarily. And then she was just like, come here. And like, you know, you just embraced me. And it's just like, you know me so well now at this point that like, I don't have to tell you what I need. You just say, I'm here, I'm, I'm ready to receive you. And you know, then you can go about your day. And I also do notice when there are times where you're so flustered that I know that you need space. You don't even need a hug or even words of encouragement. And I would just be like, well, I'm going to be in the other room or I'm going to step out and I'm going to let you do what you need to do and let you have your space. And that's a positive way of giving someone boundaries, of letting them accept their pain, their anger, their frustration, and let them work with it. Because sometimes you can't fix it. I know there's times where you have to go through your emotions and to your feelings. And then when you're more at a calm place, then we can actually have a conversation. Right. And it's just like, you know, that's taken a lot of time. That's taken a lot of work. 
And I feel like time and work is sometimes all you need. You know, I don't say, I don't think that it's the only thing, but it's definitely at the time what you need is just a lot of time and effort and work. Getting to know yourself is a lot of work. It's a journey. It is a struggle to get to know yourself and it is a struggle to learn how to build boundaries that you never had before. That is like the hardest thing to do. Aside from like learning how to be an adult living on your own and like, you know, paying bills and all these other things that come along with adulting like it's a struggle to get to know yourself and also get to say this is what i need absolutely it's it's complicated and it's not the easiest thing to do but you get there eventually and it's just like like i said it's a journey it's not like rome was not built in a day so your boundaries don't need to be all said all at once in a day because it's just like it could be something that you know that your family member or your partner or your friend said today that you didn't realize that would bug you or that hurt your feelings you know sometimes certain boundaries aren't there until something happens or like you know certain boundaries aren't there until like you you see something that doesn't really go with what you agree with and also the thing that i feel that people um why i wonder if people actually really know you or they actually pay attention to you because if it's like your family especially or like friends that you've been friends with for so long they should know you as a person they should know what makes you tick they should know what makes you upset and they also should already know how you react to certain things so the fact that there's certain people that just don't acknowledge that at all to know that, hey, I need to step back or, hey, I need to leave them alone or, you know, what can I do for you? To me, it's kind of like, do you not pay attention to people? And it just makes me wonder if some people are just really that self-absorbed or they just don't want to acknowledge anything else that has nothing to do with them. Or maybe it's just like, you know, especially when it comes to family, I one time read this post that like, you know... Um, family knows how to push your buttons because they were the ones that put them there. You know? Like, they were the ones that put those buttons to push. They knew that something bugged you, so therefore, they're going to push that button whenever they desire to push it. You know? And it's kind of like learning to vocalize, even in front of your family, to say, I don't like that you do that, so don't do it. Yeah, because people already know that I definitely did have a short temper before. So they would push my buttons purposely just to get a reaction out of me, then turn around and say, I'm crazy. And that used to just make me really angry. Then when I started therapy and I used to say that, my therapist used to ask me, do you think you're crazy? And I'm like, I don't know what you want to define as crazy because everybody I think in this world is a little bit of crazy, but... I don't think I'm personally crazy, but I do know that things do anger me. So when you also allow people to trigger you, it's your now they're stepping over your boundaries because they're just purposely pushing buttons. And I realized that a lot of people, 
started to really get a kick out of my attitude. They started to really get a kick out of me having a temper. And it wasn't really that my temper was that bad. I was also going through stuff that I was also dealing with depression. So Amplify Depression with people triggering me was not a good time of my life either. And when I would say I don't like certain things, they would still do that. And they would still annoy me. So I had to ultimately just back up from a lot of people and cut off a lot of people because not that I no longer wanted them in my life, but it was no, I no longer wanted to allow them to step, overstep into my boundaries that I did not no longer accept anymore. Yeah. And I think that that also like kind of even for myself, like with you, it was your anger with me. It was like my silence you know like I was like when somebody wants to start an argument right at times to avoid an argument I won't say anything and it doesn't specifically mean that you're right or that you're wrong but it just for me it's just like I don't I don't have the energy right now to argue with you so therefore I'm going to stay quiet I have a parent that does that where they will argue with you because they want to argue and I don't have the energy to to deal with you arguing like with you arguing with me because you argue with me every other day right so if today if I want my peace and if I want you know some clarity from you coming in and coming into my space right with all your anger then let me be I, I, I just find it very, like, I found it at the time very difficult because I didn't know at the time that I was putting up a boundary. And I was essentially just saying, like, not to be rude, but leave me alone. Mm-hmm. Like, leave me alone because I'm trying to just deal with life. Like, at the time, it's like, it was already hard enough that I was a teenager and going through, like, all teenager rantics, antics and stuff like that. And it's just, like, it's another thing that, like, you know, I, I have to deal with a parent that is just going through a lot themselves, you know? And it's just, like, knowing how to give a parent their space and having that parent know that you need some space like that's just a whole lot of stuff happening all at once especially at a young age because you don't always talk to like your parents about everything that's going on either they don't know they assume they know you because i I actually resonate this as like your parents say oh i know you better than you know yourself and they're absolutely wrong about that because if they did they would know a lot of things that have you have experienced and there's a lot of things that i have experienced that i've stayed silent on that even some of my closest friends have no idea about because there were just some things that either A, I just didn't feel like talking about, or B, I just feel like, like I said, I always felt that no one really listens when they when I want someone to really listen. And, you know, people like to take information and then throw it into your face later on anyways. So I really reserve about some of the things that I even met, I share with people because I've had people throw things back in my face. Right, but then it kind of also, like, now to kind of turn it over a bit 
it also kind of makes you feel like what kind of friend are they right to sit there and throw your flaws at you kind of makes you feel like wow I trusted you with something so close to me and for you to feel like you can have this power over me you know that in itself is is a negative relationship in itself right like I don't need you to throw in my face everything that I've trusted you with I need you right now to be supportive I even if that means you sit here with me and we're silent you know just just knowing that you're there for me is enough you know knowing what is enough and knowing to show compassion towards someone that is hurt or someone that is feeling because it's okay to feel we all feel certain things we all feel things that like at the moment we don't know how to explain it but it's just like you know that relationship that bond that boundary of like hey i know you're feeling what do you need you know changing the narrative of every situation because there have been times where like we've had arguments and i've sat down and i've thought you know what could i have said to make that situation different because i do have those moments where like i think about that like what could i have said to make that situation have a different outcome I mean, yeah, because I know for myself, I did have to think about a lot of things because I actually don't think, I just react. And I know that I have actually said some really hurtful stuff, but I don't want to, like, I don't want to use it as a compound, but I was already going through, at the beginning of our relationship, through a lot of things. And I just had to sit down within myself and evaluate who I was as a person, as not only as a girlfriend, but a friend, as a, as a, a, a daughter, as a sister and stuff like that. I have made, trust me, numerous of mistakes throughout my life. I have lost a lot of friendships or relationships due to things that I have said or things that I've, uh, I've done. Or sometimes I just, if I know it's no longer good for me, I walk away from things. I don't think twice about it. I've, uh, I've already ended like a whole engagement just because I no longer wanted to entertain something. So I just walked away from it. To other people, they thought it was just a random thing. To me, no, this was something that I was already not wanting to do for over a year before I called it off. Right. Maybe things got too real for me and it got too late. But I was being disrespected in a lot of ways just like as she was being disrespected in many ways as well so i just had to make that executive decision that it is time for me to walk away from this yeah and i think that what people don't understand is the backlash that i got for wanting to step away was ridiculous and i never knew me wanting to say enough is enough and i want to now respect myself and move on the backlash that I got from numerous of friends, family, everything you can name was ridiculous. And I, that at one point in time, I was just like, my phone is off for like for the next day because what you guys are doing and saying makes no sense to me. Right, and it kind of just makes you feel like, okay, like I'm trying to do better. I have to love myself 
right now in order to love the other person, right? Because even like in that situation, you have to learn, right? You have to learn to step away. You had to learn to take a moment to yourself and to learn that this is not what I want anymore. You know, it, it took that executive decision for you to just be like, this is no longer good for me, you know? And at times it's just like, sometimes when other outside sources want to intervene, it's like, right now, I don't have the energy to, to answer your questions. Like I'm right now sitting with myself and thinking to myself, are, are these the right choices? Is this the right choice that I want to make right now? Now, could could can we go about things a different way? Absolutely. Yeah. Can we handle things differently? Yes. Now, sometimes you don't think like that. You don't want to think like that because you're just so over something. You want to just walk away and forget about it and not think about it no more. And we have to understand and respect if someone does no longer wants to be involved in something or they no longer want to be a friend or they no longer want to be a lover or they actually don't even want you as a as a family member you have to accept what you did was wrong you have to accept and acknowledge that you may have hurt this person you have made cross boundaries or you may have done something that they, it's just unacceptable and you can't you're gonna have to take some accountability for your own actions and stop putting blame on everybody right i think that like you know when it comes to talking about boundaries and about finding yourself we use like these 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 common words of toxicity boundaries uh, but we don't learn the word accountability right and and accountability of thyself right because there's a lot of things that i've had to learn personally how to take accountability for and then there's a lot of things that i've had to learn that that's not me to take accountability for right that's not me that's another thing or another person you know to take accountability of because that's not me i didn't do that i can only control what i have done i cannot control what another person has done you know and it's just like learning from those experiences and again that wasn't something that i knew three four years ago that's something that i've had to learn through through the last four years you know and that i'm still learning i'm still learning how to take accountability for it i'm still learning how to be a better person a better lover a better a, a better daughter you know and it's just like also that has taught me and myself like you know when i have a certain um interaction with like a with one of my parents i just and 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 that parent wants to like you know lash out right i just automatically remove myself not because again i want to i want to disrespect them in any way but because they have crossed the boundary and disrespected me and now it's time for me to go and before you get me there and catch me out of character right i am going to remove myself from the situation and sometimes those are the things that you need you need to learn how to like remove yourself from the situation we need to learn how to provide a boundary 
and when to apply those boundaries. And we need to learn sometimes how to take accountability over things. And also understanding that there is always room to learn. Absolutely. You can always learn, uh, you can always learn about another person. You can learn about yourself. And there's nothing wrong with learning something new every day. Right. And I feel like for myself, like, I think that I've learned a lot about myself. But this is, like, again, it's not something that happened overnight. Just like for you. Like, it wasn't something that you learned about yourself overnight. Like, this is, like, years of work. I mean, I think I knew a lot of things about myself, but I also didn't want to accept a lot of things as well. And I feel like I actually, um, for once in my life, took the time to really focus on certain issues on a deeper level because I always did stuff on the surface but I never really got that deep and now that I'm getting deeper I do understand myself a lot more and I and I also respect myself a lot more and I demand my respect and if I'm not going to get my respect I'm no longer going to be entertaining people and that's just how I'm going to be moving with myself and with life as everybody else should right and I think that like there's some things that like I've even learned from you where like you know you we were talking about like you know having various conversations to with my grandmother about a specific family member and how they make me feel and like saying that it's a lot of work and you were honest about it and you were like well if you want a relationship if you want things to get better understand there's a lot of work Now, when you're ready to commit to that work, that's up to you, but you have to also be realistic and understand that there's work to be done. Not every nail is easy to hit. So sometimes you have to keep hitting that nail a little harder because some people are that stubborn or they don't want to um, realize, not that they don't want to realize, some people don't know that they have done things that have affected you if you don't vocalize that so if you're not vocalizing things and letting people know how you really truly hurt them how can they do anything coming back to fix that so it's a two-way street you can't always think that hey they should know xyz how can they they're their own individual they don't know what's going through your mind if you're not going to sit there and speak about it right and it's like at first when I was having that conversation with you I was also saying like should I do it over the phone and you were like no like these are all things that have to be done in person also because nowadays everybody wants to do everything over text messages and and phones I personally still like having one-on-ones with people I like to get into the and and sit down even if it's weeks months years later sometimes people need that closure or they just want to have an ended conversation I don't mind having that, but I'm the type of person that rather do it in person. So therefore everything is put out on the table through a text message. You're, you're kind of playing around the surface on the phone. Yeah. You can talk about certain things, but when you're sitting in front of a person, it's real raw feelings and they can't escape that. They can't stop texting you and they can't hang up the phone unless they just want to get up and leave. That's about it. Right. And I think I know what you mean because it's just like, even when I had tried to have like a conversation with my grandmother, I didn't know that I was catching her in a moment where like she had to go so it's like right when I wanted to start like touching upon a a certain conversation it's just like ooh, she gotta go you know and it's just kind of like 
you know, that personal touch about sitting face to face with someone and just letting them know and letting them see like, you are raw, you are vulnerable right now. Like, I want you to see that I'm vulnerable. And I want you to see that right now I'm giving you the 100% of me of how I feel. And sometimes you do need to have multiple conversations with people. They may not want to hear it, but you may have to have conversations because you have to have breakthrough conversations, especially if there's a lot of hurt and there's a lot of pain and trauma that you experience. You have to keep vocalizing how you felt. And now if a person doesn't want to hear you, they don't hear you, but you still should for your sake, your sanity, speak your truth, speak your mind. Right. Just say how you really feel about certain things and lay down the groundwork that you need for that person or those multiple people and groups of people that you are in contact with. I feel like, you know, it's hard. This is so hard to do, but I can say that also once you start, it's the most relieving thing that you can do. And I'm not going to lie. Sometimes they're going to be very emotional on both ends. But the point of the matter is, is that, you know, in the end of it all, do you come together with that person and are like, this was good. This is what I needed. Right. You know, we've had those moments, like even like when we've walked like around the block and stuff like that to get in our steps. Mm -hmm. So I feel like those are things that like I'm learning. I'm learning that like when we go out for walks, you know, whatever we discuss all that anger frustration or sadness that stays outside and then once we come inside it's like we're good we're we're, we're okay now working on uh effective communication exactly so i don't know i think that like a lot of a lot of this journey and working on yourself is laying down the hard groundwork and sometimes you just gotta it seems like a lot but then it's just like also feels like mm, once you start picking it apart it becomes a lot easier so. on that note you just have to be kind be patient and be open be all the openness and please remember to support us if you would like to support us you know and if you actually liked this type of conversation and you would like more of it, you should follow us on Le Instagram, right? So I used to have this old podcast back in college and it was called RK Talks, but that is also the home of conversations over beer and you might see some cool photography shit. I didn't know we were using that, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, or, you know, if you would just like to comment on wherever you like to hear your favorite podcast at, comment the conversations that you would like to talk about. We are here. We are open. We are live. We are queer. We are queer. And yeah, thank you for being here with us. Thank you for sharing this time with us. And we'll see you on the next conversation over, over beers. beers.